Our guest artist, Catherine, is a pattern designer, a job most people don't know about. She found a sweet spot being a yoga teacher and an artist creating patterns. Her journey is filled with detours and light bulb moments that will surely inspire you to start making art. In this episode, we talked about travel and how it can be pivotal in creativity, the process of creating patterns, how to get started as a pattern designer, tools you need to get your designs published and digitized, resources you can tap to get your designs seen and published, and art as a piece of yourself. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etcherlab.com. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. Okay. So just take us through, just take us through your journey. Yeah. Tell us a story, Katrine, about yeah. Yeah, so- how you started into pattern making and what's the inspiration? Why florals? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought about this beforehand a little bit and there's like a long story. Okay, no worries. <laughs> there's are, always, I'm all ears, I'm all ears. and Always <laughs> like a shorter story, you know? So yeah. let's go back to childhood, but just very briefly because... Uh, I mean, as a kid, I did everything. I did painting and crafting, and I also mm-hmm. liked reading and playing, watching TV. So just normal childhood. But I always liked making things, I think. Um, then after school, I thought, oh, yeah, I would like to do art. Big dream. And I went uh, to London and did, um, I'm in Germany. I was raised here. And then I went to London and did my art foundation. And um, and I thought, oh, yeah, a TV station would be great. And I I um, started studying in Berlin at the University of Arts and I did a TV and media and film. That wow, was my, okay. what I did. Media. And uh, yeah, so I was not, in a way, I also was not brave enough to do only art. Because <laughs> I thought, I like okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to do that portfolio. And then I was scared of rejection. I mean, everybody knows that, you know? So I just, and I also like film. I like write, writing media so I had lots of interest and mm-hmm. so I was intrigued by that and it was still the University of Arts which sounded great so it's also yeah. like being a bit of, of a there's this term a shadow artist you know mm-hmm. you would like to be one of them but you're surrounding them yeah not really brave mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and media was a good route for me so I I started working in television mm-hmm. already um, while I was studying in Berlin and I worked there for seven years mostly for travel for travel programs and uh, that was a great time though you know so I really enjoyed it and uh, looking back I think like every seven years I feel like something else needs to come and uh, I'm thinking about it so now I was in my late 20s and I did a lot of traveling and I discovered yoga yoga then um yeah mostly like a friend just uh, grabbed me Mm -hmm. me to a class and thought what is this um I did a lot of running then at this time like marathon half marathon and Mm -hmm. oh I just lying there going to one side next side and I woke up with woke up with the like the sore muscles I've never had in my life before and and uh, and a good feeling and it I did it mostly like to relieve my stress when I had my final exams when I went for my studies, you know, and then 
I traveled to India for a couple of times and um, wow. yeah, and yoga become like a very important part of my life. And, um, and, I, got, and I got pregnant. <laughs> so that was not planned. Um, actually, I had to plan, okay, I'm going to India and I'm going to stay in as ashram meditating till I know what I will do with my life. <laughs> and then I got, got pregnant, which was not bad. And I started teaching yoga and uh, oh. did this for another seven years. So mostly wow. like prenatal yoga and postnatal mommy and me classes and also regular yoga. And like, but art was always like in the, in the back corner of my mind. I read a book at that time, it was from a German journalist and she won mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a quiz show half a million euros. And she decided to travel the world with this okay. and uh, stay for a month in a city and then just explore life. And there was lots about German mentality and how this changed during traveling. And she, she said this, like, we always have this in mind. You can only do one thing like mm. Germans, you can only be like a yoga teacher, yeah. no, but you can also do something else. You can be both, mm -hmm. do things. That, and um, I had this little voice still in the back of my mind. Oh, I would like to do more art again, something like this. And uh, yeah, and then I thought, okay, why not do both? And it was just like a little side project. It was 2040, seven years ago. Um, years, like okay. <laughs> seven years. Then she was taking, taking her, her nap she was two years old. I had like half an hour, an hour, sometimes two. And then I just started doing all these online art courses. They just mm -hmm. started popping up like seven years ago. This has not been there before. Yeah. And it was a great time for me because I could do this in my, my, my spare time mm -hmm. and paint. And uh, I took like any course I think I, I could take. So painting classes and intuitive painting. And uh, yeah, I felt like the whole a house with paintings and also had some some shows and uh yeah there's still some paintings here not everything is sold and there was always um they were introducing different artists and and then i came across one artist and she was a pattern designer also like a, what is that's a pattern designer um because like the all my art started piling up what can <laughs> i do with all this yeah and mm -hmm. uh, and i was intrigued you know so like, like still now, lots of people, when I tell them that I'm a pattern or textile designer, yeah. what is that even, is that? you know? Right. What is that, yeah. you know? Like, um, clothes are growing on trees and <laughs> some machine is just putting a pattern on it or something like this. So I, I try to explain them that most times there's a person behind them, behind it and designing the art and painting the art. And this is a process of making a repeat and everything. They're all interesting. So I, I started doing this and um, I always wanted to, to learn like Photoshop and Illustrator, those uh, editing tools. Yeah. And uh, I started doing this. So like also in my little nuggets of time, which I'm a big fan of because I think you'll never have like uninterrupted <laughs> stretches of time, children or not. And we always dream of like, oh, two, three, four hours, you know? Yeah. Like, what are you doing then you're procrastinating probably when you have this much time so um yeah I'm, I'm very happy for the for the internet like this so I always think at like my first job I learned at university the second mm -hmm. like my tv job the second job was like a yoga studio and then the third job was um through uh, the internet where I could learn and practice and sell my stuff and connect worldwide so that was that was then and so it's been seven years and uh, wow. I've been doing this. And again, the seven years have passed. And this year, 
I've discovered dancing. <laughs> Never oh, wow. thought of this. I haven't danced <laughs> for twenty for twenty five years, <laughs> and I found like something. Mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, like a free creative dance, like it's called body groove groove. And uh, yeah, I did a teacher training um, with this this year, actually last month. And now I'm starting to teach also uh, oh. dance classes. So it okay. goes on and on and on. But yeah, it's, still, I'm still it's, a mother, I'm still a wife, I'm still a yoga teacher and, a, and an artist, a clothing designer, and I'm also teaching dancing. I like that because it's it's just you showing us and our listeners that it's a continuous journey of learning and whatever it is that you've learned you are sharing it with other people who also would like to learn now looking back so you started 2014 you said when you mm -hmm. came yeah. to, to art and you started mm -hmm. with florals immediately or did you like try and see which ones would you would really want or you tried different subjects or even medium yeah. maybe and yeah yeah, yeah. let's question let me question um catherine do you i know that mm. you do watercolor but do you mostly use acrylic or oil um i use all kinds of stuff so <laughs> uh, let's go back to, to 2014 i think yeah. i started with something more abstract i think abstract. like abstract canvases and mm -hmm. uh, intuitive painting and but florals um came very early <laughs> I see what I like because they're just like flowers. It's also mm -hmm. interesting just to have a look at your wardrobe and then everything is full I mean, of flowers. Obviously, meals, okay. especially like I like large scale flowers. And uh, yeah. and I think I started like my daily painting habit like four years ago. So mm -hmm. I've been painting daily for four years and uh, it was flowers and flowers and even more. And last year, when there was the, the first lockdown, I yeah. started to concentrate mainly on flowers. So I did lots of flowers and this just has not stopped. So I'm doing flowers mainly, but uh -huh. um, but there's also also other things inspiring me. At the moment you asked me about the medium. So my, my flowers are mostly watercolor, but uh, this year I also came back to acrylics and to gouache. Mm -hmm. And um, like recently wow. I did some, some abstract landscape, so mm -hmm. just came back from a, a holiday in Ibiza. So this was just my my morning view. I wanted to capture this, and I'm also doing acrylic florals. So, um, but I think florals are like my my big love, and mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's nev it never gets boring because um, there's million thousands ways of depicting them, and um, so I think in a way even loose and expressive and uh, to capture more the feeling of a flower than mm -hmm. like the ex exact depiction of it that's uh, that's for me important the flower the florals the florals so you said that there's always a different representation it's not the exact replica of let's say a flower that you saw on the street while you're walking and i think that's a signature style of your painting is that it's it's so different and yet it's so vibrant and, mm -hmm. and colorful. So in, in one of your videos, uh, you talk about sunflowers. Yeah. And how you were inspired because it's a, they're about to be the end of the season of sunflowers. So can you take us through your process of getting inspiration from nature? How do you come up with, with your patterns? I guess for anyone who's yeah. listening, would be re really interested in how does Kat Catherine get or come up with all of these pattern ideas? 
Mm -hmm. So I think, um, yeah, for example, let's do the sunflowers. Okay. So, okay, usually I think for clothes and everything, you want pretty flowers and like decaying flowers is not something you really want. Or <laughs> yeah. And uh, like come, come August, I'm always inspired with, with sunflowers because usually they like the, the flower of high summer in, in Europe or in yeah. other parts of the world. And mm -hmm. all, I think I always do sunflowers. Come sunflowers. And uh, it was the same this year, but then in September really, I was just walking around the neighborhood. It was not planned. I just go to the supermarket and there's big sunflowers. And I thought, oh, they get even prettier in a way, you know, when the heads are drooping and there's a little of wilting and drying. And I thought, yeah, this just gave me a thing. It was not like, like decaying and decadent. It was beautiful. It was also like, also a bit like, oh, I'm such a summer person. I'm clinging to summer and I still want to capture, capture this feeling, for example. Like, like very loose, you know, it's just, flowy and um abstracted and this is something i think and, i've um, seen you did yeah, a demo of that yeah on one yeah, of your videos on instagram so something like this um you know and it's still full of life and vibrant yeah so that is also something that's very like dominant in my in my art i always need to have some some kind of uh kick out of my painting so it's it's colorful so yeah. everything is always I don't, oh, Right, I can do some, sometimes I'm in a circle because mostly everything. Um, and from that, you know, sometimes um, I just like to do like little little minis, like oh. post postcards where you, okay. where just not too nice to see like oh yes, where just by different ideas. This is watercolor, then just different stuff here, abstracted on little postcards, colored backgrounds in acrylic. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just saw this one. I thought, okay, yeah, I like the blue background in a way. And then I just took a big canvas and put a back background on it and started started painting. And I did like two or three sunflower paintings. I think one is, everything's fitting together in this interview. This was not, not planned. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. So like like I love the, the contrast of the purple with the, the lemon yellow and then the, no, at the center is the, yeah, the reds. Yeah, so, so the explosions of, of color. So I think it's always like, like one thing leads to another. Mm. So it's oh, not yeah, that I'm planning a, a, a whole series or something. It's uh -huh. like, okay, I'm starting with a postcard and, and then, and then the next day I think this idea and it comes yeah. like an unexpected moment, but I'm trying to to keep the channel open. So mm -hmm. what is important to me is like this, this daily art practice that I have, that I, I'm, I make time for my art. You know, I think we will never have it. You have to say, okay, uh, I take the time. And usually it's in the morning because I'm, ah. I'm best in the morning. So because yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I'm rested, but still tired. I yeah. have my coffee by my side. And then I just, um, I call her my muse. She knows that I'm gonna be there. She can rely on me and I can rely on her because we've been together for a couple of years okay. and she knows I'm ready to play. And, um, you know, and then you paint and uh, some days are crap. That's normal. But one idea usually leads to another. And then, yeah, you just start exploring and trying different things and new things. And 
it's an exploration process. That's why I don't paint something like in the exact way, like I see like a yeah. photograph. That's already there, the photograph and the flowers. So it's more about, I mean, it's my painting and I want to have fun. And I'm in this position, you know, that um, I don't have to please anybody. And, um, you know, I have also my, my yoga business that supports me. So I can do this, the stuff that I like. And I'm always happy when somebody likes it too. So I think like if you if your style is 1% of the population likes it, that's still lots of people. Oh, people, <laughs> that's true. That's so true. I, I, yeah, thanks for, thanks for that reminder about, you know, not really try, you know, stop trying to please everyone with your artworks. And with your, with the, I like the, the thought process, the one that you shared about when you create a painting, you either start with small, like sports postcards, and then it evolves to a bigger painting. But let's dive into that real quickly, uh, Catherine, for the, anyone who's very interested in pattern making. Because like myself, I also tried, I, I mean, I love patterns. It's for me, it's like you, when you create one and then you would want to make more of it. So it's, that's my my thinking as how I view patterns. But with you, it's like a, it's very intuitive and it's a burst of colors. So when when you do your patterns, do you how do you what is your like step by step process of creating one? So do you prepare okay. your colors? Um, so you have like this idea when you walked around. Do you already have that, or do you already prepare your colors? What is your process in creating okay. patterns? Yeah. So I'm thinking of it as created thousands of patterns. So is <laughs> yeah. there like a method to my madness, like in all parts of my life? Probably not so much, but it also depends a bit if you're working, for example, for like a design studio or a mm -hmm. company, they usually give you a mood board and uh, colors and a design direction. So, they're, they're, so you, you know, or you feel, what's wanted, you know? So that is different. If you do for, for a client also, there's some specifications. So you try to meet these requirements. So there's, it's, it's a narrow uh, frame for, for art. But for my own patterns, it's like with my art, you know? I just do what I like these days. And I find out the less I concentrate on trends and whatever, just what I like, the better the sales are. That was quite a relation for me because for years, you know, I love trends and studying them, but if I just do what feels good for me, I have more fun and it also works for me. So usually I create artwork as when you create daily, if it, even if it's just for 15 or 30 minutes, you know, art piles up <laughs> after a while, you know? That's and true. Uh, That is true. Yeah. And, um, you know, and for, for creating patterns, some people work like in all collection so they make like a stripe and a flower and another flower but usually I'm like a one-off design mm. um, pattern design person um you know what when I paint something sometimes like immediately I think oh yeah this I would like to turn into a pattern some things just lie around for a year or two I yeah. just uh, skip through my schedule and then oh yeah now this is calling my name you know and then it's just you scan it in if you have painted it traditionally you know so you have to scan it in um, then you have probably to, to like enhance uh, the, the colors a bit because it loses with the scanning process. Yeah. Then if you have picked like watercolor on a white background, background, you have to remove all the white pixels, which is very time consuming. And I always would love to have an assistant for that. 
it's good to have a good podcast by the side or some music because this can take some time yeah and when this is all done when you have the artwork then you start to put it into a repeat you know you usually have a certain size like a square and then it has to to meet up something that is up here has to be there too and also here this is like a puzzle uh -huh. so this is this is fun putting this together and usually you do this in photoshop i work with mostly in photoshop because i have so much painterly stuff but you can also do it in illustrator if you have mm -hmm. if you're a vector artist mm -hmm. and uh yeah sometimes i also do like also when i'm traveling like i work on on the ipad and do digital art and the good thing is there's usually no background so you can just send it over to your computer and put it in a repeat straight away so but usually i think what my style is is also is the, the hand painted art and but this yeah. uh, is quite a process to get it into a pattern mm. all those those steps yeah Speaking of patterns, and I, I know the main focus of your art is really the pattern making, and I've seen that you already collaborated with some brands. I, I want to dive into the question of with the patterns that you're creating, um, was there ever a time that you have to work for a brand and then they, they would want a certain pattern that is seemingly not your style? Has there been an instance such as that? Yeah. Oh, okay. There is sometimes, uh, um, sometimes there's clients uh, where I really have to stretch my muscles, you know, mm. uh, because I'm such a floral artist. So when yeah. it comes to animals, oh, um, uh, can be hard, can be mm -hmm. successful, but sometimes, sometimes I have to pass it on because as the okay. guys, no, no, I can't, cannot do this, you know. But mm -hmm. usually, um, the thing is. I'm also in this happy, uh, lucky situation that clients approach me because they see my art on 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 Instagram, yeah. and then they say, "Can you make something similar to that in that style?" Mm -hmm. And so then it's easy, yeah, or easier. You have cr more creative freedom as well. I saw mm. in one of your videos that they they use your peonies. Uh, it was a mm. one on a headband, and it yeah. was so amazing. I was like, "Huh." You can literally use the patterns and on literally anything. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, and I've seen you on swimwear as well. And you know, for for an artist, it feels really good to see your design on something that's very tangible, like clothes. So, what would be would you say would be um, your biggest or your most favorite milestone when it comes to pattern making? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, there's a couple. I think mm -hmm. uh, when I worked for an Italian company, I sold something to Amani and Prada, which was wow. quite nice. But yeah, that, that is absolutely nice, not just quite. <laughs> but I think uh, I've never seen it. I think they buy stuff and then it's wow. just maybe for another season. When we, but I maybe have not checked it too closely. Mm -hmm. But this was mm -hmm. something. Um, Am I allowed to disclose this? But I think I could say this. And then, um, yeah, what else? I think the, this um, one thing I did this year with an Australian swimwear company, this was quite a dream collaboration because they exactly had something in mind and I still had freedom to do my style. So this was um, something. But then like, if you're like on a pattern making career, yeah. your first sold sold pattern is like the biggest milestone yeah. ever, you know? So you think, wow. And then you kind of get used to it, you know? So I like I like to sell like two, three in a week, but mm -hmm. um, 
this is something I, I try to, and but then it gets normal in a way. Uh -huh. uh, so you always have, I try to yeah, just imagine how, how it was in the beginning, how enthusiastic I was, and I still am, of course. If it, And you never know um, where it ends up. So this is always a big surprise. Uh, like you said, on the headband, sometimes yeah. on a little beach ball, sometimes yeah. can, can be wallpaper, very big. You just don't know. So there was even like a challenge where they, they put like patterns on, on nail art. Nails? So wow. Yeah, on nails, something like this, you know? So um, I think the feeling of seeing your art on products, this never gets old. Never so gets this old. is just, just amazing, you know? So somebody, you find somebody who likes bright and, and floral and vibrant that that's great so if, if you're watching if for, for those who are watching this on uh, this podcast on youtube i asked katrin earlier if what she's wearing she's wearing a, a black top with a, a pink um flower design and i asked if it's your design and you said it's it isn't but it could be because this is somehow similar to what it, have you ever printed any of your designs and worn it um like on yeah clothes yeah yeah i did this in my early i think through society society six i did like ah, leggings six. yeah with, I, uh, I wore to to my yoga, to my, my yoga, yoga classes can uh -huh. i see this yes I to, uh, yoga classes but then i have like the seen seen them on other brands really putting my designs on yoga leggings which is always a dream for me as a yoga teacher so i did right. this i also like i think with with the first patterns I ever made uh, put into repeat which is like a half process I I just uh, printed it on a, on a, on fabric and and made myself a skirt of it because I was oh, <laughs> so that, proud that would be so great and always yeah oh uh, yeah this uh reminds me of another milestone I had this year because uh I just went by chance into a like a textile um or a, a fabric store like in my small city in northern Germany all it's near Hamburg and I just went there to like to pass the time and then I came near the, the counter and then uh, like over um like a mannequin was uh, a pattern I looked at it and said, oh it's mine <laughs> oh like, yeah there was a flow of yeah it was floral fabric of mine of these I painted the year before and um yeah it was sold through my Italian agent and now it was like the front of me <laughs> like big on split on silk uh, like if, you, if you like go to a yeah. store and yeah now you, i'm talking about it. last year i went to, uh, to italy um to, to venice with my with my family because i got married there and we had like a, oh, a wow. wedding anniversary after 14 years and it was wow. not so full as usual because of the of the, of the pandemic and in one store I saw like a bottle with my design and I remember like 14 years ago when I got married I was pregnant I didn't know what to do with my life you could teach and now like I'm here in Venice and there's a design <laughs> of me in a shop and I feel like wow yeah <laughs> so that, this is, that like, is a moment and uh, yeah the pattern yeah. design I mean you can only sell so so many paintings who wants to put like <laughs> these paintings on the wall but if you work commercially um, in a way, like with pattern design, there's so many uh, choices to sell it worldwide with all those marketplaces no. online, and uh, um, it's just piling up on your external hardware drive, not yeah. <laughs> not in your sure. studio. Yeah. This is, I think, a, a nice combination. You can still put your soul and your heart in it, even with yeah. textiles, and that's what I do. Love that you can still put your soul and heart into it. 
And I think I see that in all of your paintings. There's just something that speaks to you when you look at, at your works. And it's not because it's an exact replica. It's because it tells a story. It's what you've seen. And I specifically like the sunflower story. I don't know why, but it's just the way that you explained why you chose these colors and why you chose the sunflower as a subject. It just speaks of who you are as an artist. And, um, you know, really it reflects in the way that you work. And uh, for people who are looking and partnering with you, like the brands, I think that's what they see as well when, when they want to partner with you. So in this number of years that you've been making patterns, what would be, say, what would you say is the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge? Has been the biggest challenge, yeah, that you had to overcome uh, in creating patterns. Okay, in creating patterns. Like the biggest challenge challenge for every artist also as a text and designer I think is always the inner critic mm, even okay. even if you're aligned with your style yeah. and uh you, I think every artist knows this you know that you think you sometimes you some days you think oh I cannot even paint what's going on yeah <laughs> and uh how, how could I will ever be as successful as I was before and and what is this and uh, and this imposter syndrome you know when you think Oh, people will find out. I never really studied art, and oh, uh, so this happens every once in a while. But I think it's uh, it's like part of the process. And mm -hmm. for me, again, it's, it's like my daily painting practice because I do it every day, and I know I can trust this process. There are some days when everything is harder, but then sometimes it's also the time before a breakthrough where you like find something new in your art in a different way in your style. So. Uh, it's like life, you know, and I think it just, um, yeah, it's also very important for me to just live my life, and uh, this inspires my art all the time, and like, for example, like last year, I, I painted a mural in a yoga studio for eight hours, and I thought, okay, eight hours of painting, this is not totally my idea of fun, you know, I like to yeah. paint like for half an hour a day, and then an hour and do something else, yeah. so um, yeah, I think the inner critic is always a problem. Everything else, of course, you have to make the time. We all have busy lives. I have a family. I have two kids. I have my yoga business. And I would like, like, I thought I would like to have the week for to have 14 days, you know, to, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody. But we all have 24 hours. So I try to, to, um, to increase my energy, to get enough sleep, to have good food, to be happy, to be inspired by my life. To, to stay active and uh, do the things I like. So to have more energy for everything. So I Thank think you. that is uh, energy levels. Energy. Also Thank you. I think the you being a yoga teacher and you being doing um, intuitive painting sort of coincides because it's it comes from like within the way that you see things. And with yoga, it's all about like having you centering yourself and then calming your mind and um, Perfectly put. I think Perfectly. that's how it is. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you another question um, before we wrap up, um, Catherine. And you've shared yes. like really good tips about pattern making. And this is something that I believe a lot of people don't know about. Like what you said, um, when people ask you what you do, people are so surprised. So what, do you, what is, uh, I'm a pattern designer. And most people mm. think that it's something that you can do digital. And maybe you can, but it's so different when it's really handmade because the strokes are going to be different. It's, it's very unique for every piece. Um, mm -hmm. Right. But 
it, it involves a lot of creativity in order to create a piece. So I always, this is a question that I, I started asking some of the artists that we have on the podcast because people have different interpretation of it. But the question is, for you, what is art? I, I just heard something once. Um, it's like, like when you're painting or whatever you do, even if you like do a collage or like cook something, or maybe I'll stick with the painting. If you paint something and when at the end, you have the feeling that it, it reflects you as a piece of you in it, then, then it's art. I like it. It's simple, but it's, it's so packed. But it's a, yeah. there's a piece of you in it. And like what I said earlier, when I look at your paintings, it's, it may be different per piece. You know, you use different colors, you know, different strokes, but you can tell that it's your work. And I, I always, I, I would normally tell that with artists because it, that's so true with, with your pieces. It's so this thing and you oh. can tell that someone's heart is in, it, in that painting. And that's really the goal. Like what you said, art is putting a piece of yourself in it. And uh, thank you for, for sharing. Yeah. Catherine, can you still hear me? Okay, so I just want to make sure. Yeah, I can. Yeah. And it should be fun, of course, you know, and it should be fun. So what? If it wasn't fun, why don't you? But it's, yeah. it's like serious fun. It's yeah. like serious fun, you know? So when I, you know, usually when I pick, um, yeah, it's like also like with, with yoga, I feel like I'm touching something that I, I cannot express. But uh, I didn't even know that I expressed. So like there's always some kind of, of energy like coming through to through everybody and it, it for everybody it's different and it has to be different and if it if you don't do it i mean then, then nobody will do it so, exactly. so uh, that's the thing with style so we, in the beginning we always try to copy somebody which is good you can find mm -hmm. out what you like but there's yeah. like this one energy and it wants to come through you and if you block it it won't come through and um yeah and i'm trying to to keep the, the channel open <laughs> What, one other thing that yeah. I like about about your art is you I think you nailed it when you said it should be fun and when I look at that the colors especially like the brush strokes it looks like they're really having fun because they have different movements they're moving like it's it's mm. kind of continuous and it's evolving and I think that's your art it's your art it's fun it's vibrant it's an expression of you and uh Anyone yeah. who would want to wear it, whether on their head or on their clothing, would feel that as well. But I think like with the brush strokes, so this is also something like I told you, like like half a year ago, is dancing. So like I dance like every day now for half an hour, for an hour, which is also like the dance that I do very creative. So you have, this is why I like it because it's so free and creative. And I think this also reflects your art because mm. uh, the way you, you move your body, things are start happening in your brain also so like it's also a dance on the paper on the canvas and uh, life energy like uh, like i study chinese painting and for them it's all about the it's she energy energy that comes through it also uh, they say well, just paint in one in one go you make no corrections and the energy comes through so this she this energy which everybody has I'm getting very like yogic now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's absolutely so, okay. Because it's like an it, it's like a marriage of those things and it's reflected in your art. Um Catherine, it's been a pleasure having yeah. you um on the podcast. I learned so much about pattern making and yoga as well. Um I've had some some artists as well who are yoga 
um, artists. And I'm always amazed how you guys can merge those two things together. Oh, I'm so happy that I have yoga in a way because, uh, I mean, it's the, the financial security also in a way. But like yeah. if you're sitting at the computer for two, three hours making your patterns, like in my little studio here in, the, in, in my little house, then I'm really happy to get, get out into society and open and talk to people and just be part of the community. And uh, yeah, this is just a happy, happy marriage of, of, of the two things. It's true, a perfect combination. Katrin, yeah. thank you so much for being on Make More Art. And thank you for being a, a resident teacher for Etcher. I'm sure oh, a lot definitely. of people are looking forward to learning from you. So thank you for partnering with us and for being on the podcast. I learned so much. And thank you for agreeing to do this interview with me. Um, I know I'm so you honored. <laughs> Thank you. I, I had so much fun. You're you're a, a fun guest to have on the podcast. So I'll probably speak to you again soon, um, whether with an etcher or um, any classes. Keep in touch. Um, if you would like to follow Catherine, her Instagram is Catherine Gresica G R E double S I E K E R. But there's only one of me. So you'll yes. We'll okay. definitely include yeah, that in the you. description as well. It was an honor for your, thank you for your great questions. And uh, I'm so looking forward to, to working with everybody. So with painting, expressive painting, watercolor, whatever comes, I'm open for everything. And I love to teach and I like to, like to share what I'm inspired by and passionate about. Amazing. Thank you so much, Katrine. It's been a pleasure. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Have a nice Bye. day. Thank you. you too. Thanks. Bye-bye. There is something poetic with the way Catherine describes the connection between yoga and how she creates her pattern. Art is indeed reflected in everything that we do. What artworks do you practice? We would love to know. So send in your comments and feedback associated with this podcast at etcherlab.com slash Katrine. That's etcherlab.com slash C-A-T-H-R-I-N. Want to know what goes behind the scenes here at Etcher? We heard ya. We are lifting the curtain and giving you VIP access to do just that. Get to know who does what here at Etcher Lab. Joining me for the Etcher Team Spotlight is our beautiful HR manager. She's known as Gabby, but in full name, she's Gabrielle Flores. And, you know, there's something about her. And I lo always look forward to our conversation because she has such a warm personality. And all of, our, all of the conversations I've had with Gabby, they're always fun and warm. And that's because she is a very big people person. And another fun fact about Gabby is she is a foodie. But we'll get to know more about her. Welcome to the pod. Gabby, um, tell us something about you before we dive into the question about HR. Well, you're right. I am a foodie, so I really love to eat and take pictures of my food. Yes. <laughs> and I also like to drink wine <laughs> with my food. Okay. So that, that's, that's something that I, I really enjoy and also like trying different things. Speaking of food, in our Discord channel, I love seeing your food because not only they look delicious, but it, they are beautifully photographed. Like what you said, you love taking photos of them. Yeah, like I just think that food isn't just about the flavor. It's also about how it's presented, like the art, 
just like enter. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so HR manager. So it's a very interesting job. And most people, when they think of HR, it's all paperwork, like hiring people. But you are one of the pioneers of Etcher. So how did that happen? Tell us the story, Gabby. I actually started working in Etcher as a video editor. Really? And customer, yeah, customer oh, support yeah. staff. And um, I used to do some engagement for Instagram and Facebook under the marketing team. So it was just a little bit of uh, like a lot of different oh, things. Yeah. Um, and then eventually did some of the HR tasks. And um, Simon and Yan really thought that I'd be fit for that purpose. So gradually, like up until like, I think a few months ago, I just like let go. I'm just doing fully HR things now. But I think up to like um, two months ago, I was still doing customer service for Etcher Lab. I had no idea. All this time, I thought, okay, when when they hired you, you're already with HR. But hearing that story that you went from video to social media, yeah. um engagement and then customer yeah. service you went the whole route and then yeah so I got, to, I got to try a little the, a lot of different things I also managed the blog for a while so wow. yeah. okay. <laughs> that's so great so how how long if Etcher is how many years old already I think Etcher is 2017 so mm-hmm. that's like I've been in the company for a year, a year, a little bit over a year. A year. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So being an HR manager, I'm interested because like what I said earlier, normally people when people talk about talk about HR, it's always there's something wrong, or it's about compensation, <laughs> or it's like admin, uh, paperwork. If you can name like top two things that people go to you for, what would they be? Top two things. Yeah, I think definitely payroll. Okay. <laughs> um, follow up for payroll. And also um, just day-to-day concerns. If um there's any problems that they need help with um, that require like HR attention. Nothing in specific. Actually, everybody's very like autonomous. So I don't get too much um, questions or messages every day yeah only when it's payroll <laughs> <laughs> okay understandable so what is the best thing about being an HR manager then I think for me the best thing about being an HR manager is hearing people's stories every because every month we do have our check-ins yeah. so um I have my one-on-ones with everybody in the company and just to see how everyone's going, especially because we're a remote team. And I think it's really nice to hear that even if, you know, we're so busy, everyone is still so fulfilled and really happy. And that's, it just keeps me going hearing that from them. And you play a major factor in that. Um, you because you keep us happy oh. <laughs> and, and one other thing is like what I said earlier at the start of the the, the, the interviews that I look forward to our check-ins because it's always fun it's very like it it's the contradictory to 
you know, when you have an HR conversation, it's always, is there something wrong? Did I do something wrong? But with you, it's right. always fun. It's always like, it's very warm. So thank you for doing the check-ins with us on a monthly yeah. basis. Have you done anything related to art? Because most of the people that I've had on the pod from Etcher team, aside from the studio hosts or mostly artists, yeah, some of them, or at least most of them, have started doing any form of art, let's say sketching or urban sketching or painting. Have you done anything similar? Uh, not like like art, like painting. But yeah. I I did take up film in wow. in college, and I I wrote a film, and I that was my um that was my thesis or like my my big project, right? And I wrote and then directed the film, and I actually graduated like I was the got the highest grade in the batch. So oh. that 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 was my art then, but now it's different. Filmmaking. Is that yeah. by any chance available anywhere for viewing? I have a copy. I can send you one. Yes, please. I would love to see that. What's the day-to-day like for an HR manager? Like the two things. Day-to-day? Yeah. Um, I would say every Every day is definitely different. Every week is different. Um, it's very busy when we're hiring people because mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of different interviews um, and a lot of coordinating things. But if we're not hiring, then it's more relaxed. I get to focus on mm-hmm. initiatives and like planning trainings. Um, so there, that, that the day to day isn't. It's very. It's different every day. You have a different problem every day. You're conquering something new. <laughs> every day <laughs> yeah but yeah I got I was reminded you also take because you do a lot of initiatives for us like additional trainings and you know it's very important for our growth as well it's part of um sure so those in- initiatives are really paying off in upskilling us not just within our roles but for our personal development so thanks Gabby hope we can do more training yeah I'm looking forward to your initiatives and ideas of what we can do um especially next year yes <laughs> Gabby thank you so much for uh taking the time to speak with me I know you're very busy and it's kind of <laughs> we're shooting this um at 11 p.m but thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me I know we've scheduled this several times but um, thank you for what you do for us, for taking care of us in the HR, from the HR perspective and for all those check-ins that you're doing. Um, it adds that personal touch and we do appreciate it. Thanks, Gabby. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for Bye. We would love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a five-star review on the Apple podcast or you can find us on YouTube at Etcher Studio. And, oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.